Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase, as prophesied by our pastor, Pastor Boni Bahati. We believe that as you listen to this sermon, God will greatly increase and multiply you in all the five core areas of your life. Be blessed as you listen. So Lord, we've been ministering to you in song, in dance, in praise, in worship. And now Lord, we've come to that time where it is you who is to speak to us. So Lord, we avail ourselves to be used of you, to hear you, open our ears, open our eyes. For blessed is the ear that hears and blessed is the eye that sees. Father, open our hearts, open our ears, for both are a gift from you. We will hear and we understand. As for me, Lord, give me the tongue of the landed. Use me to speak the oracles of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we've been, we are going on with our church growth campaign series. And today I want to talk about the anti-Brutish campaign. Anti-Brutish, not anti. A-N-T-I. See anti-Waharia. Anti-Brutish. I'll explain to you what brutish is. The anti-brutish campaign. Anti-brutish campaign. Victor, anti-brutish campaign. Anti-brutish campaign. Brutish, brut, the word brute. Brutish comes from the word brute. Have you heard of brute force? Natural uh, animalistic force. Brute force. That's the, that's the word, brutish. Brute force. So the Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 21. Jeremiah 10, 21. Jeremiah 10, 21. Jeremiah. Read with me. One, two, three. Beautiful. Give me King James. And also read it in King James. Can we read together? And the pastors or the shepherds have become brutish. Prophet Jeremiah was addressing a category of Christians called shepherds. A shepherd is anyone who takes care of sheep. And it is the desire that every it is the desire of God that every Christian should be a shepherd. The work of a shepherd is to take care of sheep that God has entrusted unto him. When Jesus was living, he spoke to us and said, I speak unto thee, my children and send you forth. Go into the whole world and make disciples in my name. That commandment that he was giving us to go forth and make disciples in his name was a commandment for us to be willing and to be ready to become shepherds. But there is a temptation that shepherds or Christians fall into. And this temptation is the temptation of becoming brutish. Is the temptation of becoming a brute. Now, to become a brute is to become dull. To become a brute is to become dull. So when the Bible says, and the shepherds and the pastors have become brutish, it means that the shepherds and the pastors or the Christians have become dull-hearted, to have a dull heart. To have a dull heart is to have a heart that is not easily impressed by the things of God. 
To have a dull heart is to have a heart that is not easily impressed with the things of God. A lot of people here, if a secular musician, let's say Nyashinsky walks into this place, the screams that will be in this place, maybe even some of you last night you were at Shin City, the excitement you had in that place, the energy, the screams, your heart was not dull. You rarely would you find in such a place somebody standing like this. When the music, when they are when they're singing. Rarely would you find that, right? But in church, you can easily find somebody. The praise and worship is singing, everybody is grooving, everybody's dancing, and somebody's like this. Like I saw somebody on this side today. Like this. I said, that's an example of my sermon today. Somebody who is brutish, dull hearted. So the Bible says. For they have become brutish. Therefore, rather, they have become brutish and have not sought the Lord. So one of the things that makes, makes us to become brutish is because we refuse to seek God. When you seek God, God makes your heart responsive to his things. God makes your heart responsive to his things and to his likings when you love the Lord. But when you don't love the Lord, and when you're no longer interested in the things of God, and you don't seek him, you become brutish, you become dull. Tell about you become dull. You become brutish. So, brutish people are simply people who don't seek God. Brutish people are people who don't seek God. Therefore, their hearts have become dull. Now, the Bible speaks and says that I'll give you a new heart. A heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. A heart of flesh, it means a responsive heart. A heart that is not brutish. A responsive heart. When you don't seek God, you don't have a heart of flesh. You have a heart of stone. A dull heart. A brutish heart. A heart that is not responsive. So the Bible says, because of that, they shall not prosper. What is to prosper? A lot of people like reading what is not there in the scripture. So when they see the name prosper, they start saying God is not speaking about financial prosperity. He's speaking about health prosperity. He's speaking about spiritual prosperity. But as the Bible specifies and say they shall not prosper spiritually, what does the Bible say? Talk to me, what does the Bible say? What is to prosper? To prosper is to do well. To prosper is to manifest. How many would want to manifest here? That is what prospering is. So the Bible says, because of what they have done. No, go back to my scripture, brother. Because of what they have done, they will not prosper. Because their hearts are not hearts of flesh, but hearts of stone. So that tells me one quality or one characteristics of somebody who prospers is somebody who has a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. Because those who have hearts of stone are not prospering. But those who have hearts of flesh are doing what? Are doing what? So that is to tell me and you that people who prosper are people with hearts of flesh. Do you remember when you have a heart of flesh, you prosper. When you have a dull heart, you don't prosper. So let us look at what happens to people who are brutish. What happens to people who are brutish? Number one. When Christians, pastors, and shepherds don't seek the Lord, they become brutish. When Christians, pastors, and shepherds 
don't seek the Lord, they become brutish. So people who don't seek the Lord are dry. People who don't seek the Lord are dry. They are unspiritual and are not anointed. People who don't seek the Lord are dry, unspiritual, and not anointed. People who don't seek the Lord are dry, unspiritual, and not anointed. This is what it means to be brutish. It means to be unspiritual, to be dry, and not to be anointed. How many of us here have ever seen a dry ground, piece of ground? Have you seen how it looks like? It is patched, right? When you pour water to the ground and it's very dry, what amount of water is able to make that place wet? A lot of water, right? So when your heart is brutish, it means your heart is dry. So you are not easily impressed by the Holy Spirit. So you are an unspiritual person. And the Bible says to be carnally minded is what? Talk to me, to be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, right? So people who don't seek the Lord are dry and unspiritual. They are dry and spiritual rather and not anointed. That is what it means to be brutish. So dry and unspiritual people cannot build anything for God. Dry and unspiritual people cannot build anything for God. Because the Bible says that anything we do for God is not by power, is not by might, but by the Spirit of God. So the reason why you don't want to be a shepherd is because you are dry, you are unspiritual, and you are not anointed. The reason why you are not a volunteer is because you are dry, you are unspiritual, and you are not, in other words, you are what? Brutish. Tell me you are brutish when you don't want to do anything for God. Because nobody can do anything for God by their own power. Nobody can do anything for God by your own strength. Okay. How many of you would like to become cabinet secretaries of Kenya? You want to become a CS or a government official? Why haven't you made yourself one? As we speak right now. Why haven't you made yourself one? Eh? Talk to me. Why haven't you made yourself a, a director? Because you don't have the power, right? You cannot stand and say, from today my name is CSJJ. Or my name is the Director General of Kenha, JJ. Can you? Another authority that has power, it is that authority that is able to make you become a CS or a government. So we can easily say it's not by power, like self-power, or by your own will that you become a director in the government or you become a government. So in the same manner, it's not by power, nor by might, but by my so you cannot become anything before God or you cannot do anything for God if he doesn't enable you to do it. That is why we say anybody who is dry and spiritual and unanointed cannot do anything for God. You can't serve God. You can't win souls for God. You can't pastor people. You can't shepherd people because you are what? You are brutish. So Christians, pastors and shepherds become brutish for their lack of seeking God. And when they don't seek God, they can't do anything for God. Remember when you can't seek God, you can't do anything for God. So without prayer, you become brutish. Because how do you seek God? One way of seeking God is through. So when you don't become a prayerful person, you become a brutish 
minister. You become a minister who is trying to serve God through power. Na ningumu, a lot of people who burn out in ministry, a lot of shepherds who say, hey, your shepherding me kuangumu, is because they are trying to do it with brute force, with natural force. You cannot do it with natural force. The same way you cannot become a CS by your own will. You have to be anointed or appointed by the governing authority. You cannot serve God through brute force. Through brute force. You can't. God has to enable you. God has to anoint you. So one of the reasons why you're not doing anything for God is because you're trying to do it through brute force. You are not praying. And without prayer, you become brutish. You don't do your quiet time. And without quiet time, you become what? Brutish. You don't listen to podcasts. And through podcasts, you, through, without, without, without listening to podcasts, you become what? Brutish. So we have a lot of brutish ministers, a lot of brutish shepherds. Anytime I see a shepherd who is not doing well, I don't pray about it. At what could be the problem? I automatically know they walked away from Jesus. And they are trying to help Jesus do something. There's a book called uh, the, sword, the Torch and the Sword by Rick Joyner. It's a vision of heaven. So Rick Joyner is a mighty prophet of God. He's of old, but he's still alive, but he's very old. So he has written several books. One of it, one of it is The Torch and the Sword. And another powerful book that he has written is called Final Quest. Final Quest is the vision of heaven in the last days. The last days in heaven. It's a good book. You should read it. Some of the shepherds have read it. So in the book, The Torch and the Sword, Rick Joyner, Jesus comes to him and he walks with him and it's a true vision. And as they are walking with him, Jesus gives him a torch and tells him, carry this torch. So Rick Joyner begins to carry the torch. Can I have another microphone? So come, Pastor Faith. So Rick Joyner is given a torch. Let's say this is a torch. Carry it like a torch. Put your phone down. Not torch. Okay, torch. The olden days torch. See torch, yeah. Those old days torch. You know how they were? Flaming. So he was given a torch. And he was told this torch is the symbol of ministry. So Jesus told him, walk with me. So he kept on walking with him. And he would go with him, walk, walk, walk. But as they kept walking, Rick Joyner could realize that the torch was very light. The Christian walk was very easy. It looked like he was doing nothing. Though the torch was actually quite heavy, as you will realize as I keep going. However, as closer he was to Jesus the easier and lighter the torch felt. So, Rick Joyner started slacking behind and Jesus kept on going. Because one thing you, know, you need to know, Jesus will not stop for you to catch up with him. It is you to hurry up and catch up with him. It is not him to bow for you to catch up with him. So, Rick Joyner started realizing that the farther he was from Jesus, the heavier the torch was. The farther he was, the heavier the torch. So, he hurried up or she hurried up now because he's a lady. Hurry up and catch up with me. So when he caught up with Jesus, he realized that the torch was quite light. So he asked Jesus, Jesus, how come the torch is very heavy when I'm far away from you and very light when I'm close to you? Jesus told him, the Christian walk is designed to walk with me. So you're supposed to take a step after me. So when I move, you move. And the closer you are to me, 
the easier the Christian walk and the easier ministry becomes. But the farther you are from me, the harder and the heavier the Christian walk and Christian ministry becomes. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you. The reason why you feel like being a Christian is a lot of work is because you are out of step with your Savior. And you are trying to do it through brute force. You are trying to do it with your own power. You are trying to do it with your own skill. You are trying to become holy. You know, holiness is not self-sustained. Nobody here can sustain their holiness. If anything, what can you do to become holy? If anything, if you ask yourself, what power do you have? How many steps do you need to make to become holy? And will you attain holiness? You know, what power do you have about the thoughts that come through your mind? Even right now, the thoughts that, you are, that are going through you right now, how wicked they are, what power do you have to control the thoughts that come into your mind? Your mind is a battlefield. The kind of thoughts that are going through your mind are wicked, right? And you have no control of them. And guess what? Those thoughts make you unholy. Those thoughts, not action. Jesus said, anybody who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery. How many here are adulterers? Everybody is an adulterer, an adulterer, including yours truly. There are women I've looked at you and said, hey, hey. Nishikili, Balina Waovu. Yes, do I have control over those thoughts? So holiness is not really in actions. Of course, there's a place where you have to lay certain grounds to safeguard yourself. There is that place we have to play. However, me, I personally feel that there is another way to become holy that is easier and faster. And that process of becoming holy is the process where you ask God to give you the spirit of holiness. Because when you have the spirit of holiness, it is the spirit that is making you holy, not your actions. And the Bible says it's not by power, it's not by might, but by might. So when the spirit of holiness comes upon you, you become holy. Like the spirit of holiness came upon Jesus. That's why Jesus committed no sin. Because the spirit of holiness was upon him. So he was not trying to become holy through brute force. He became holy through the spirit of God. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you don't seek the Lord, when you don't pray, when you don't read your Bible, when you don't listen to your pastor's sermons, you automatically become brutish. You become dull-hearted because you start walking away from Jesus. Number two. Number two. Seeking the Lord like Moses is what advances you. Seeking the Lord like Moses is what advances you. Seeking the Lord like Moses is what advances you. In your Christian work, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your career, seeking the Lord like Moses did is what gives you advancement. Hey, Master, is that in the Bible? Yes. First Samuel 12, verse 6. First Samuel. I'm so sure some of you don't know there's something called Samuel. But today I'll show you the book of Samuel. Thank you. Some of you even called Samuel and you don't know there's, there's somebody in the Bible. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Can we read together?
use King James unless I tell you otherwise. Are we ready together? It is the law that advanced Moses and Aaron and that brought your fathers up out of the land of? So who advanced Moses and Aaron? Talk to me, who advanced them? It is the Lord who advances. It is the Lord who raises up, as New King James says. So when you seek the Lord, God advances you. God raises you. Would you want to be raised higher? You know when I told you guys that there are people who are in the Bible and they don't know. I remembered of a story of one of my caddies. She's called Udias. You know Udias? You don't know Udias? You've never heard of Udias? <laughs> and this is a church. Oh, Udias is a church. According to Lillian. Udias is in the Bible. The Bible says, and Paul, Paul was writing the letter and said, tell Udias and Sanchez, the quarrelsome women, to stop quarreling amongst each other, to settle their quarrels faster. In the book of, I think, Corinthians. So I asked her, do you know who Udias is? She said, no. Just like I've asked you, do you know Udias? She said, no. I told her, you don't know who Udias is? I asked her, where do you think your name came from? She said, my mother. I said, no, your mother must have gotten it from somewhere. I, so I opened the scripture. I showed, I told her, read. She, read. she said, you mean I'm in the Bible? I told her, yeah. So some of you, you have Christian names and you don't know. That's how brutish you are. You've not read the Bible. You're brutish. That's why you're not advancing in life. So the Bible says, it is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. So that tells me, advancement cannot come from your father. Advancement cannot come from your mother. Advancement cannot come from your career. You can't say simply because you have a master's degree, you're set for life. There are people with master's degree, PhD. Recently, I actually saw somebody with a PhD degree pulling amkokoteni in somewhere in Nyawururu. He was on TV. PhD. He has a doctor from Egerton University pulling a cart. Then I told myself, truly, advancement comes from you, from God. Not from your own abilities. You're very skillful. Look, I'm so sure in Africa we have very skillful football players. More skillful than Messi. More skillful than Cristiano. This Africa of ours, even this Kenya, we might be having very good footballers. But do you, do you hear them? Do you hear of them? Do you know them? Are they rich? What's the difference between them and Messi? One was advanced, the other one was not advanced. Because it is the Lord that advances. So when you become brutish, you deny yourself the opportunity for God to advance you. When you don't seek God, you deny yourself the ability to be advanced by God. So look at yourself. Look at how far you've come. If you had seek the Lord, or if you are seeking the Lord how you should, by now you ought to be very far. But look at where you are. Nobody is advancing you. Nobody is pushing you. Unajua, the reality of life, in this life, and especially in Africa, kutokelezea kama mtu wajakushika mkono, ni ngumu. 
That's why even the Bible says, do good, especially to the household of faith. So in short, the Bible is saying, when you have connections, the first person you should consider is somebody who is called a Christian, who is of the household of faith. That's what the Bible says about connections. So if the Bible is saying, we should connect our faith brothers, what do you think about the world? The world is worse. Nobody advances without the hand of God. Yesterday I was in a wedding. And in that wedding I saw beautiful girls. Oh Lord, there are so many beautiful girls. And to my right, they are so nice. How can I know whom shall I choose? I can hear a voice. Now start again. Oh Lord, I see many beautiful girls. They are everywhere in the church. To my left and to my right, they are so nice. How can I know whom shall I choose? I can hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left. I am waiting till he speaks to me. I want to choose, I want to move on. Looking for girls, those ones that the writer of this song was speaking about, the beautiful girls on the right and on the left, I saw them yesterday. Hey. I saw girls, I said, but I know this one. But how she was looking yesterday, I said, this one I don't know. I went, to go, I went and told them, hey, I think we're going to make up a makeup. Now, makeup, you get married. So as, as, you, as our, we're just having that friendly banter, I thought to myself, what has made that girl who is getting married? And this one. That one got married, and this one did not get married. Is yet to get. What is the difference? I asked myself, what is the difference? Because the girl I was talking to is more prettier than the girl who is getting married. So I asked myself, what, what do men look for? What do men want? <laughs> and Lynette, you're also asking yourself, what do they want? Because if it is beautiful, beautiful girls are everywhere. I think that question was directed to somebody. I took someone's bullet. <laughs> and then I got an answer as I was reading this scripture this week. I was meditating on it yesterday. So I thought to myself that the difference between the girl who is getting married and the other beautiful girl or more beautiful who is not married is this answer. The Lord advanced one of them. So if the Lord does not advance you, you can be having to whom to, to whom for. You can be walking to whom to, 
to whom for to whom do they belong to to whom for to whom to to whom do they when you pass boys sing to whom to to whom for to whom do they belong to to whom they can sing all that but they will not marry you because unless the lord advances you your boobs your hagger i'll say it i say your boobs your ass will not take you to a marriage bed yes your lips can be looking fine your tips can be finer the flow of your hair the waist it is 17 that it is usually what 24 13 24 38 the waist is 24 the hips are 38 you look like a Coca-Cola bottle. Have you seen a Coca-Cola bottle? Beautiful girls. But you can be as beautiful as that Coca-Cola bottle and not get married. Then you look at somebody. The back. They walk like this. What is supposed to be here is here. But they are married and are happily married. What is the difference? The Lord has advanced one and not advanced the other. 34, 24. 34, 24. Reverse. You, you are 24, 34. It's not working. This one is 38, 24. It is working. He looks like a Fanta bottle. Unless the Lord advances you, I'm telling you, unless the Lord advances you, like he advanced Moses and Aaron, it will be hard for you. You can have beard as a man. You're looking good, I'm telling you. Very, when I look at you, I say, my God, beard gang. One day in November, you don't shave. You say it's not shave November. So the girls can be seen and the girls can be touching. Then you come and meet someone like me and Pastor Mark. You wonder what has changed. Look at this guy. Look at those beards that Manu has. Tall, dark, handsome, beard gang, biceps are conazo. He's an athlete. And you know girls love athletic kind of men. You love people who you love, he's a basketballer. So you can imagine how he dribbles. So you start imagining how he'll dribble your heart. You say, my God. But unless the Lord advances Malu, he can have beards. He can have biceps. He can be tall. He can be dark and handsome. But he can remain single for the rest of his life. Then there is Victor on the other side. Look at Victor, stand. Victor, stand. Look at that guy. Fine young man. Stand, Victor. Why are you afraid? Fine young man. Fine, fine. You're blushing. You're blushing. You're blushing. Look at that, that fine young man. But unless the Lord advances him, then you look at Pastor Mark. You wonder. He's called baby boy. You, you, then you look at somebody like Pastor Mark. There are no, are, are no beards. I hear he's called baby boy. Men with no beards. Look at Prince here. Baby boy. 
But if the Lord advances Prince, he can move faster than Victor. Because unless the Lord advances you, baby boy, Abuju Buju, Mambe, tell your neighbor, neighbor, unless the Lord advances you, it is useless. The Bible says, and the Lord advanced Moses and Aaron. So it is the Lord who advances. Look, unless the Lord allows you to own a car, I'm telling you, you'll walk for the rest of your life. If you think I'm joking, ask your father. Ask your father, your biological father. Ask him, how long has he been working? Eh? Yes, huh? Ask your father, how long has he been working? For years. But what does he drive? Mark legs. He doesn't have a Mark X. He has Mark legs. For the years, he has been a civil servant since you were born. Until now, he's walking. He doesn't even own a bicycle. He has Lexus and Shubarus and Futsubishis. But he's at working. If working hard, he's worked hard. You are actually the epitome of his hard work. Yeah, because you getting here is him working hard. Right? But does he have a car? Has he built a house? The, the land he has is inheritance. He's never bought his. That is to tell you, unless the Lord advances you, you can be a civil servant and die poor. Your father has been a civil servant for the last 40 years. He's almost retiring. Ask him if he's ever been, to a, if he has ever been in a flight. Ask him. Ask him if he's ever sat down in a flight, in a plane, going somewhere. He's never. The farthest he has gone to a plane is when they were younger and they were taken to the airport to look at planes through the fence. Eh? Did they do that to you? Because they also did that to me. That's, that's the farthest your father has been. But somebody else, he does not know much. Him, the only thing he knows is to seek God, is to love God, is to serve God. You hear, oh, he's in this country. Oh, he's in that country. Oh, he has gone here. Oh, he has gone here. Kidogo, kidogo, he has this. Kidogo, kidogo, he has that. What do people, jealous people start saying? Ako illuminati. Amenge wash wash. But he's not wash wash. He's seeking the Lord. So the Lord is advancing him. Oh, so uh, last week during the act love revolution, on the first day we were doing acts of kindness. So we were paying, we were paying uh, shopping for people. So we would walk into a supermarket find you shopping, we pay the entire shopping. So we walked to a certain lady with paps. So I was on the other side, paps on this, this side. So paps came and said, hi, who are you? My name is so-and-so. I said, and I want to pay your shopping. The girl said, you want to pay my shopping? How? I said, I'll talk up. I said, I'll talk up. 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 So we were still patient. We said, we are serious. So the, the lady was with a man. So the man realized that actually, because it's the man who was paying, it's not the lady. The lady was just talking. <laughs> the man told the lady, Ngoja, Ngoja. Acha maneno, tulia. Mambo ipelekangu hivi. Funga mdomo kidogo. Yeah, waja dum, akusema funga mdomo, but like, tulia, kunyo maji. Like, waja tuskize. So the man said, you want to pay shopping? You're serious? He said, yeah, I'm serious. How much is it? So the, we looked at the counter. So actually, before we looked at the counter, the counter guy started intervening. He said, wait, wait, mom, mom, tulia, tulia. 
because they had seen us paying for others. So they actually knew we were actually going to pay. And it was a lot of money. It was in thousands. So, she, so the counter guy started telling the lady, Tulia, watch a mambo, watch a mambo. So, we, so we, we said, how much is it? So, he said, so we were told. Then Pastor Jimmy said, go home. Your bill is taken care of. The woman said, no, no, no. No, I was a canine illuminati. Said, no, we just want to pay for your shopping. The man said, we go home. The man walked. Said, pack for me, pack, pack. True story. I, th I wish they could have shown that video. The man said, pack. Let's go home. The woman was there saying, hey, apana illuminati. The man said, come on, illuminati, nipate kwa nyumba. Because a lot of people who are not advanced by God don't think that somebody can just walk to you and pay you and pay for your shopping. Most people don't, don't. I realize that Kenya people are backward. People are backward. Hard, the hearts are dull. Brutes. They don't know how to receive. There's another guy we walked into the supermarket. We wanted to give him 3,000. So when we walked to him, we tried to talk to him so that we can give him money. But the attitude he gave us, we just decided to give him, not because of him, because of the child. So we said, this 3,000 is for your child. When he saw money, he said, hey. <laughs> the atmosphere changed. So we said, but, so Pastor Jimmy was telling him, when you see somebody talking to you, don't just become arrogant and you don't know why they are here. The Bible says we entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels without knowing. So I could be an angel and you don't know. And actually we were angels because we were giving you money that you didn't have. Even hugs. People couldn't believe you could hug. And some were coming from heartbreaks. And then somebody is saying, come for a free hug. You say, me, mini hug. It's mama. Do you know why all that happens? Because number one, their hearts are brutish. Their hearts are dull. Number two, they are not advanced by the Lord. That's why you don't think somebody can give you a car. I look forward for the day I'll be giving out cars. I've given out phones, I've given out laptops, I've, I've exhausted everything within my level. Now I want to go a level higher where I want to start giving cars. I was, I was listening to Pastor Jimmy and he was saying now he wants to start giving houses. I said, hey, Jimmy has given like 30 cars. Even the car I have, he gave it to me. The car I'm driving, a RAV4. He said, this key is yours, take the car. Because the Lord has advanced him. Don't you want the Lord to advance you? kupewa. You've never even bought somebody a phone. Eh? Even food, you've never bought anybody. Please, today, I want the Lord to advance you. So today, the first step will be when you go to Love Revolution, buy lunch for people. You will never become poor because of giving. If anything, you will go higher and higher and higher. When you seek the Lord, you are advanced. Yeah. And one way of seeking God is reading the Bible, praying. Another way is, instead in the area of finances, is in your giving. The Bible says, blessed are they that give than they that receive. So one time we went to see the deputy president. Sit down. So we were a group of people. So when we went, the deputy president was very gracious to us. He hosted us for lunch and for the 4 o'clock tea. Because we were there for some time. So after lunch, he came and interacted with us. So as we were about to leave, he gave us one million. He said, this one million is for you guys. 
So Pap said, no, 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 we don't want money. In fact, we want to give to you. But there's another guy we were with. He said, no, <laughs> So when he took, Pastor Jimmy said, don't give me money. So him, he was inside as we were in another room. So when he came out, he found that all of us, we've taken the money. <laughs> it's in the pocket. So he asked us, did you guys take the money? We said, yeah. He said, why did you take? To give is more blessed than to receive. We said, well, to Lazmisha. <laughs> so when he, when he spoke those words, our hearts were very broken. So we decided, even us, we are going to give. So we went to the police officers in that office complex. We, went, we said, everybody should look for a police officer and give them money. So we were just going and looking for those GSU and giving them dough, giving them money. The officers were happy. So when we left there, we were more glad. The officers were actually saying, I've never seen people who come here and they give us money. So the following day, there was another category of pastors who were invited. They were from some other place. I'll not mention because we are live. So when they went there, uh, the deputy president was speaking and he said, so you guys, one of them, theirs was on the microphone. He said, you guys, I'm going to give you X amount of money, like two, mi two million. Hey, 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 hey. They started saying, Igwe! Igwe! They started shouting, Igwe! So the deputy president looked at them and said, but remember, to give is more blessed than to receive. When the pastors heard that, they entered into their pockets because they realized that this guy is telling them, I, I am not a Christian like you, but I know to be me giving, I am more blessed than you receiving. So they entered into their pockets, got 50 shillings, and brought their front, they were giving like offerings. Because the Lord has not advanced them to realize that to give is more blessed than to receive. And believe in God that one day God will raise you to be, to be in a place where you are willing to give. May you be advanced where you are willing to give. Recently I was telling my, some of the people who work in my office I want to have a certain place where if anybody walks into my office and I feel led to give them money, there's always money in my office to give to them. I said, that's what I want. Because I want to be more advanced in my financial power. I want to, be, if the Lord tells me give, I don't start calculating. That's how you, how you like. If you think like that, you will never be advanced. But when someone walks into you, see God walking into you to give you an opportunity to receive. Because anytime you give, you have more room to receive. Yeah, tell your neighbor, and the Lord advanced Moses and Aaron. Number three. When you seek the Lord, you advance like Moses and? Number three. Number three. Moses advanced and became a God to Pharaoh. Moses advanced and became a God to Pharaoh. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. Moses was a God. Can you imagine? So the people who say, why are they honoring that pastor? Why should they say, man of God, I honor you? Look at what God says about a prophet. This is a prophet. It's called prophet Moses, right? Let's read what the Bible says. One, two, three. So Moses was made a God. What is to be a God? To be a God means to be somebody in authority who speaks 
and things become. That's why Jesus spoke and said, don't you know that ye are gods? Speaking of us believers. He said, ye are what? Are gods. For you are a little higher than the angels. So, you are seated next to a God. When you realize your power in Jesus, and your heart no longer becomes brutish, you become like a God. So you can say, I bless you, and you're blessed. I can say, I curse you, and you're cursed. That's why Jesus looked at a tree, and he said, your tree, that tree had done nothing, by the way. It was actually, it was not even the season for that tree to produce fruits. It was the season, the tree was not in season. But yes, we after fruit when the tree is not in season. Now, when you curse, I curse you. And the following day, the tree began to wither. Because ye are gods. That's why a man of God can say, Linda, you are blessed. And you get blessed. And he can say, Shawanda, you are not going anywhere. I know a certain man of God. People used to, some particular guy used to disturb him. He told the guy, stop disturbing me. If you continue like this, you will go nowhere. Just like casual. Casual talk. He said, you, you will go nowhere. I'm telling you today, that guy is a drunkard. He, he can't call you on phone. He calls on reverse. Like he never has their time. And the guy was wealthy. Well to do. He's some, somebody famous. He's somebody that if I mentioned his name, some of you know him. Right now, when I, I blocked him. Because anytime he calls me, he wants money. So I decided, our woman is where? Because when you give him, he goes to drink. And not good alcohol. That cheap alcohol. Changa. So I said, ah, you're using my money to kill yourself. I will not give you. How did he become like that? Somebody just simply told him. When you become, when you begin to seek the Lord, God makes you like a God. Tell about when you seek the Lord, you become like a God. You decree a thing and it is established. That's what the Bible says. So you can look at yourself and say, from today, I am blessed. And you're actually blessed. Look at yourself and say, from today, I am blessed. I am favored. I am highly honored. I rise and advance. I become strong and mighty. Anything I touch works. Anywhere I go becomes to blossom. Like begins to blossom. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I speak good things. I think good things. I give good things. I am a giver, not just a receiver. I say I am a giver, not just a receiver. I give phones. I give laptops. I give shoes. I give clothes. I give houses. I give cars. I give good things. I pay air tickets. I pay train tickets. I pay bus tickets. Because I am a God. I decree it shall be established. That's it. When you begin to seek the Lord, a lot of you have so much power in your tongue, but you don't know that. You don't use it. One of the wisest, sub, uh, what are they called? Animals is a serpent. So when Jesus was looking at which animal to best describe wisdom, the best animal he would get is a serpent. Not a hare. Kavaloko. Or cambas. It's called Kavaloko. Kavaloko, right? Kavaloko is a hare. There's even a song. Kavaloko. Aha. 
You know, I schooled with cows. So when I was in school, that was a song they used to sing. So Kavaloko is a hare. So Jesus never said that a hare is wise. He said a snake is wise. The Bible says, behold, I send you for the sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore as wise. Such to tell me that you should study serpents. Do you know a serpent can live in your house for a whole year and you don't know? Some of you should go and, and, and check your, below your mattress. There could be a serpent. A serpent, a male serpent, a husband serpent with a wife, three children. And sometimes they even have family get together. Uncles and aunties come. As, as you're sleeping there, you, they're having a get-together down there. They are dancing and eating below your mattress. Yesterday, they went for a bash. They went out for a bash yesterday. And they came in the back this morning while you were sleeping. He's been there for one year, living its life. They make babies under your bed. No screams. What man of wisdom is that? Do you know most animals are becoming extinct? Right? They're like a dinosaur. Do you have a dinosaur anymore? Which other animal is extinct right now? A white rhino is almost extinct. Eh? What? At what? It's also bad. What's that? It's on the movie, Amma. It's on the movie. <laughs> Kangaroos are almost becoming extinct. Right? White rhinos are becoming extinct. But have you ever heard, have you heard of an organization that has been created for the, to prevent the extinction of serpents? Have you heard? We have David Shedrick that, keeps, that helps us to prevent the extinction of, no, of elephants. David Shedrick here. You've never been to the, how many have been to David Shedrick Wildlife Trust? It's here. My God. People come from America to go, EIMMU, you've never gone. May you become local tourists. I think it's just a thousand or something. How many have been to Giraffe Center at Karen? Ah, just here. People leave Australia to come and pay uh, almost a lot of money to you. You are a Kenyan. It's here. You can walk. So we have organization created like the Giraffe Center. It's created to help the, the, so that the giraffes are not extinct. But we don't have any organization created to prevent the extinction of snakes. Unless you start one. At Save a Snake Foundation. <laughs> if anything, if you see a snake, what do you want to do to it? You want to kill it, right? But imagine, even with all the hatred that human beings have towards the snake, it is still there. It can stay in your house and you don't know. One time my wife was, was, was cleaning the house. Then I have, like, the shoe rack. There are many shoes. There are shoes that sometimes you don't wear for some time, for several months. So one of those shoes... She went to check. You'll be there in Jesus' name. Amen. So she went to check this particular shoe that I had not worn for so long. So as she was cleaning, she removed the shoe and she put her hand, her hand inside. Hey, you don't want to see what she found inside. She found a baby snake inside the shoe. So the mother was around. We had to fumigate the whole house. The, the snake was living in my shoe. The shoe I have bought with my money. It was living there rent-free without me paying. It had, put my, it had put itself in my shoe. A snake. 
So Jesus looked at every other animal. And the only animal he would find it to be wise was a snake. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Jesus said that is to show you the wisdom that lies in a snake. And one wisdom that lies in a snake is the wisdom of the power of the tongue. The snake has no biceps. The snake does not have teeth that can easily kill you. It just has two fangs, right? Actually, not even. It doesn't even really work with the fangs a lot. It works with the, the tongue. The tongue is, what do we call that in English? Fork tongue. It is a fork tongue. So once it hits you, you are gone with no seconds. There are others that kill in seconds. The venom. Like the black mamba. Black mamba is dangerous. Or the cobra. Yeah. Dead. Where, where, where does the power of the snake lie? In the tongue. So the reason why Jesus was describing the serpent as a wise animal is because the power of the tongue is what it uses. And guess what? That same power that is in the snake, the power of the tongue, is also in your tongue. The Bible says, those who love the, to engage in the fruits of the tongue, they shall eat of this fruit thereof. Those who engage in the business of the tongue, you shall eat of the fruit thereof. So when you become a God, you become conscious of the words you say. That's why God told Moses, and you will become a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron shall be your prophet. So in other words, anything you want to say, you will tell your prophet, and your prophet will say. And what you say, it shall come to pass. For I will not do anything except I reveal to my friends there, the prophet, or to my servants there. That's what the Bible says. So God was telling him, the same power that is in me, I bestow it unto you. So you don't have to speak. Just ask your prophet to speak. And what he says shall come to pass. That's the same power that is in you. When you begin to seek God, you become a God. You become a small God. You, become to, you begin to rule. You begin to have dominion. But you're not having dominion. You're being dominated. Even your landlord has given you a, a warning letter. plot. Nobody can, nobody is, 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 you're not dominating anything. You're not even dominating in your academics. Even your girlfriend is dominating you. You're not dominating anything. Why? You don't realize that when you seek God, you become what? A God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for today. Thank you because you've spoken to us that, Lord, we should not become brutish. We should seek you. And as you seek you, Lord, we shall be advanced. Lord, you advance Moses and Aaron. Advance us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand to our prophet?